Hi guys, my name is Cecilia and if you're listening to my podcast, I'd like to say welcome and thank you. I really, really appreciate. Um, I hope you guys are staying well. I hope you guys are staying safe. Please remember to wear your face mask every time, everywhere, as long as you're out in public. Please remember to wear your face mask. It's not a chin strap, it's a face mask. So push it on your face, please. Because <laughs> you're seeing the cases of COVID-19 have really increased. And now we... I can say we now know people of people or friends of friends of friends who now have COVID. So please, let's aggressively continue to wear our face masks. And I hope you guys are safe. Aside from that, I hope you guys are okay and that you're living a day at a time. I am well. And um, today I wanted to actually talk about COVID-19 and the effects of COVID-19 on small businesses. So if you're new here, I am a small business owner. I have been, I've owned a business since June 2014. Uh, if you've not listened to my business, my other episodes of how I started a business, please go to the podcast. I'm on Anchor. I'm hosted on Anchor. Go there and you'll see how I started my business. I was employed in June. To, I was employed when I started my company. That was in June 2014. That's when I registered my company. And then I was fired in April of 2015. And as of May 1st, 2015, I was working for myself. Yes. So that is my story in summary. And I am based in Nairobi, Kenya. And I wanted to share my firsthand experience of COVID-19 and how it's affected my business um and to give you who is an outsider or if you don't own a business or if you do own a business to let you in on some of the things that i have experienced some of the effects that i have felt most of them being negative i will not even lie and for example like right now i know a lot of people have lost their jobs people have lost people are trying to figure out to how to start a business now that they have free time maybe now that they're not in employment this would be a great podcast for you to give you an idea of what it is like to run a business. Some of the challenges we face. I know we read like these facts on online and so we say small businesses are struggling. Small businesses are closing because of COVID. But what are the details? How are we struggling? How are we suffering? How are we feeling the impact of COVID-19? That is why I have this podcast, to be able to give you the first hand, first hand from the horse's mouth so that you know how we are suffering, how we are feeling the impact, how it's affected our business, our lives, our livelihoods, so that you can know. And when you see like tags like on Instagram, like they, when you go to the stories, there's an icon for support small businesses. Why you see platforms like Instagram putting that there? It's because we really need to support small businesses. Most, like in Kenya here, most businesses actually ask, there are a lot of, there are very many small businesses. And if we don't support them, then, you know, then what? What what are we, the economy is actually lifted by SMEs, you know. So we really, really need to be aggressive and vigilant and do our best to support small and medium-sized businesses, even here in the country. And so I'm going to share my first-hand experience. And to make this interesting, I spoke to some businesses that I, I follow on Instagram and I told them, I sent them a DM. I was like, hey, what's up? My name is Cecilia. In case they didn't know me, my name is Cecilia. I'd like to know how COVID-19 has affected your small business. And you can just tell me like two or three things, positive or negative, because 
not everyone has a negative story on the uh, effects of COVID-19. There's a positive story here. So buckle up. This is going to be a long episode and let us just start so that we can learn something and see why it's important for us to support small businesses. Uh, so I will start with my story. So the, the, the announcement was made in March, mid-March. And I remember it was a Friday because I was at Carifo in Westlands. I was buying something. And I remember just seeing people with shopping. And I was like, wait, it's mid-month. Like, what is happening? And I, and I okay, I knew what was happening because I knew about the, the seven cases that had been announced for COVID-19. But I was like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, it's never, it's not that serious. Like, come on, people are buying shopping, stocking. Like, we are going to go in bunkers and stuff like that. I'm like, it's not that, it's not that serious. And I, I didn't know then that this is not a joke. And I remember even taking a photo with my phone and I shared on my on my Instagram and I was like, how many sanitizers can you spot? Because everyone in the line I was queuing had a sanitizer, not one, like three. The line next to me, people had like sanitizers. Like I remember there was a, there was a white lady who was in the next line and she was talking to someone in our line. She was like, oh my God, I just picked the last, last sanitizer from the shelf. I was like... It's that bad. And I remember even going to the shelf where the two tiny dental sanitizers were. And guys were picking them. Like, I remember I, I took a photo and guys were picking, like, picking, like, four, five, six. I'm like, come on, guys. Come on. It's not that serious. Like, it's not that bad. Like, why are we panicking? This was missing. Why are we even panicking? And I remember I was with uh, one of our staff. And I was like, I was just laughing. Hey, lo and behold. I did not know. So, uh, during the month, like as in, as in from January, February, there was a job I was waiting for. There was this project that we were going to do, and um, I was really excited for it. And I was actually, actually, as of March, I'd already even sent the pro forma invoice to the client because they're like, we want us to pay, uh, to pay me so that we can just start the job. And I was like, yes. January 2020 has started on a high note. Come on, come on, big jobs. Come on, jobs. Come, come, come on. I was excited and I was really excited for that job. You can hear it in my voice. And I was, I'd even sent out the pro forma invoice and all that stuff. And I was waiting. There was some money in the account and I was, I got a, a job, another different job. And I was like, you know what? Let me not pay my landlord now. My not my my building. My office is in Westlands. I'm like, let me not pay my landlord now. Let me pay him once this client pays. When this job, this this jobs, this job I was waiting for. When it comes in, when the client pays, I'll pay my landlord. So for now, let me use this money to do this job. As we wait for the payment, ah, he'll understand. Like it, I was like, ah, he'll understand. I always. Like, I have a good relationship with my... I had a good relationship with my building manager. Here, see, I did this job. And then now COVID was announced. I'm like, mm. Then jobs were put on hold. That job I was waiting for, that payment was put on hold. So I'm like, oh my God. So the money I had, I've used to do a job. And I've not paid my building yet. Now, people are closing offices. So I came to work during that announcement, the office next to me, like the corner, our, the, um, our floor on the corner that I'm in, there are like three offices. So 
there's a law firm. The law firm closed first. Like, announcement was done on Friday. Monday, they were not there. Like, they had even put up a notice, like, we've closed until further notice. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you serious? Like, come on, we're even closing offices now? No. Okay, so I was like, I told my staff, like, ah, let's just monitor this thing for a week and see if it's, like, legit or it's just a fluke, you know? Then the office next, the other office next to me closed within the week. And so I had to have a discussion with the guys in the office. I'm like, hey, do we close? Like, is this thing that bad that people are actually closing the office? So I had to make the decision to close the office. And you know, I've not even paid the building rent. But since people are closing, see, even me, I closed the office. See, we've been told that it's COVID-19. The quarantine had not even been announced yet by then. Now, uh... One thing I experienced, so these are some of the, one of the things I experienced was payments were put on hold. Any job that I had done the month before, that was due. That payment was not done. So if you don't know this, if you work with corporate organizations, uh, there's this, there's something called, it's like a 30 day payment period. So what you do is that once you're requested for supplying something, you send a quotation. Once the client likes the quotation, it agrees with the price. They send you an LPO. An LPO is a local purchase order. So with the LPO, you use your money, you do the job, you deliver to the client. After 30 days, they pay you. So any client that I had done jobs for in February and maybe some in January, those payments, as of once the announcement for COVID was hit, like was done, those payments were put on hold. And I was just like, wow, because I remember calling my clients and asking them like, hey, you guys, do you guys think you can pay me a, something, something, even if it's not the full amount? And they are like, oh, no, for now, let's wait and monitor. Everyone was like, let's wait and monitor and see how things go. For now, we cannot authorize any payments. <sighs> so I'm like, okay, Sawa, we are all home. Let's just stay home and wait and see how things go. Um, so number one. Payments were put on hold. Number two, payment delays. We had a client, and it's just this specific client, who we had done for business cards in November 2019. And we had two invoices. Uh, by the time we were doing the second job, they, they had two, in, two of our invoices that not paid. So I waited till December. December, I called them. I, was told, I told them, like, yeah, we are closing off office in December 20th. I think you guys need to pay us. For the job, one job was done in August, I th- yeah, in August or early September, and the other job was delivered in November. But now I call them in December, mid-December, to follow up on the first payment, and I was like, you've not paid us yet. We need our payment. We're about to close the office. <coughs> and um, they said, oh, we're going to pay you. Let's wait and see. They didn't pay us. December December came and went. They did not pay us. So in January, I had to send someone. They are not. They are not my account. They are account that belongs belongs to one of the people in our sales team, because everyone in our sales team is required to go and look for clients and then, and to look for different clients who you want to supply for maybe printing and branding materials. So that account didn't belong to me. It belonged to someone in our sales team. So I told her, you need to go to that office. You need to go take yourself there. That institution. It's a hotel. I told her, take yourself there. This was in January. Ask them about this payment because it's been, did we, uh, when was this? August. And one is for November. It's January. They're not even paid us yet. We've already gone to a new year. So they paid one of the payments end of January. The first invoice, that one for August, September. They paid that one end of 
January. And I was like, when I sent you the statement, I sent you for two invoices, but you've only paid for one. What about the other invoice? They said, oh, we are going to settle the other, the other payment soon. So I was like, okay, fine. So February passed. I sent them an email and I was like, I even asked the, the lady who this account belongs to, like, you need to ask your client. It's already February. Like, they have not paid us yet. In March, we sent someone physically to their office. Because, no, Mark, Mark, you, they don't respond to emails at all. Like, we used to send them emails and they don't respond at all. I always had to send someone there physically every time to be able to get feedback on when our payment will be done. That is the only way we used to get feedback. Why companies do that? I do not know. If you have an email, why are you not responding? Corporates. That just baffles me. Like, just say something. Just don't keep quiet. These people do not respond to any emails. You can even, like, I have a list of the emails I've sent them and they don't respond. So every time when I need the payment followed up, I have to send someone there physically. Small businesses, by the way, really struggle sometimes. It's really challenging, you know. So I sent someone there first week of March. And this the guy, so the guy was like, he doesn't know when the payment will be done. That's what he said. And so the lady who was there was like, okay, let me call my boss and tell her. You tell her about this, what you're telling me. Because I can't go back to the office and explain to the accounts that you're not going to pay us. Like they will not agree to it. The guy walked out of the office. He was like, no, I cannot talk to anyone right now. He walked out of the office and left her there, talking to herself. <laughs> the lack of etiquette, I don't even know. It's just beyond me. So I was called and I was told that, oh, uh, they, they have said that they, 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 they are not going to, they don't know when they'll do the payment. They can't do, they're not doing it now. We wait. And I was just like, wait, this thing we delivered in November, we're in March. What do they mean? So we are waiting till when? Then she was like, he walked out of the office, so I don't know. So I just told her, it's okay, just come back to the office. Then COVID hit. So this institution now took advantage of this COVID situation and went with it. Because as we are speaking right now, as this episode is being uploaded right now, they have not paid us. It's been seven months. And every month since then, I've been sending them emails. It got to a point we had to use a lawyer. Uh, I make it sound like I have a lawyer. No, it's a family friend, a very good family friend, long-time family friend. He's a lawyer. When I have any questions or any inquiries or need any help, he's the person I go to. So I told him I have this issue. This hotel has not paid us. We did the work in November 2019. COVID has hit. My landlord is asking for the rent. These people have not paid us. What do I do? So he said, I'll draft a demand letter. We sent them first demand letter. Second demand letter, they do not respond to emails, like I said. They did not respond to any of them. Their first response was in June. Because in first week of June, I sent them an email. Because I was about to just put their company on social media. I was actually that upset. And I was like, you know what? I sent him an email. And I remember telling him, like, listen, I am a small business. I did your job in November 2019. You should have paid me in December 2019. You have not paid me to date. And you do not respond to emails, which is even worse. Because I would rather work with an institution that responds to emails. Because they give you feedback on how long you should wait. At least somebody is communicating. These people do not communicate. And I'm like, your office is closed. It's not like I can send someone to come to your office. The, the gate is closed. 
so what am i supposed to do and he responded and he was like yeah we are working on resuming back and once we resume back we will settle your account that was in june i sent that email june 5th we're in july so in july i sent someone there physically because someone made me aware that the hotel is open i sent someone there physically <clears throat> And they met and discussed, and he said the end of this month, like 20-something, they're going to pay on the date of 29th. I don't know when they're going to pay. Sometime the end of this month, they're going to pay. So I am waiting to see if they're going to pay. Because as of now, that invoice is seven months due. So this is for any corporates listening or <clears throat> any, anyone who's thinking about going into small business. As a small business, you don't have extra money. Even that 200 shillings, 300, even 50 bob is very important. Because 50 bob, you can use that 10 bob to buy an envelope, to put an invoice, to take it to a client. You understand? Every shilling counts. It doesn't matter. It does, it, whether the account is, whether the money, the invoice is 100k, whether the amount is 20 shillings. It's all important. Because when I go and print, when I'm printing business cards, once I print the business card, that costs me money. Once I buy the box for those business cards, those boxes where business cards are put in cost five shillings. If you buy many, that's when you get a discount, like for three shillings, but they cost five shillings. So I need five shillings to put your business card in. Yeah, I will laminate those cards. Lamination costs money. I will send a rider. A rider maybe from town to your place is like maybe 300. If it's not far, it's maybe 150 or 100 shillings. Yeah, I will print your invoice. Invoice, printing an invoice costs money. To print, printing a paper is what? Three shillings, that it's five shillings. So everything costs money. And as a small business, you're looking at those shillings. You're looking at the money you used to print that invoice, the money you used to buy that box, the money that you used to print those business cards, laminate them, put them on a border border, send them to you, only for you to delay my payment for seven months. It's very annoying. It's very upsetting. Actually, talking about it right now just makes me really upset. But those are the things we go through. And... We don't have the money to sue an institution. I don't have that money to sue an institution. Which money am I suing them with? The money that I'm still waiting for them to pay me. So they pay me, then I sue them. Or I, or I sue them, borrow money from someone to sue them, and then they pay me. I don't have the money to, to sue anyone. I spoke to my lawyer, to the lawyer, and I asked him, like, what would it take? And he's like, going to court, actually. I even have his, his message here with me. Let me see what he said. Let me see if I can find it. My phone will refuse to work right now. And he told me that it does cost money. Going to court costs money. So um, at that point, it's quarantine. People have not paid you. The person that you're, the lawyer who is assisting us is like, you know, Cecilia, even going to that law firm, you'll need money. And I was just looking at it and like, I'm trying to get this money so I can even settle with my office landlord. And now you're telling me even if I was to take this thing further, it will still cost me money. Money I do not even have. So what what did he say? Let me see if I can read. Mm. Let me see. So he asked me, because when I told him I don't know what to do, he said, you, you may need to consider court action. I do not see them paying. That's what he said. And so I asked him, like, what is it involved? Then he'll say, you'll pay your fee. Oh, no, 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 that. You will only pay the court charges. I'll assess the court charges and advice. Are you scared? Are you, are you scared? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Have you heard that? So going to court it requires a charge. 
which money am I using? That is the question. So I know sometimes you can make the th- like um, I am not in the position to sue anyone. So there's nothing I can do about it. I cannot sue that institution. But it's very unfair if my terms in my invoice I tell you 30 days, you delay my payment even for 45 days without reason, without communication. It's very, very wrong. And that's what small businesses go through. Here in this Nairobi, we took a ground very different, very, very different. I've talked to many businesses and I've had people tell me things. People have payment delays for a year. A year. So someone uses their money to do your work and for you to hold their payment. How is that fair to that individual? And there are no, I don't think there are any institutions that help people fight things like this. All you have to do is go find a lawyer and try and see what you can do. That lawyer you need to pay them. Court charges are there. So what are you going to do? Yeah. So, so those are some of the things that we are going through. And so I had, so those are some of the things we are going through, one, and those are the, some of the effects that I felt. So payment delays, payments were put on hold, jobs were put on hold. So I got, I went from receiving emails every day to receiving zero to two emails a month, a month, zero to two emails a full month. A full month, you open your quick, you open your outlook and there is nothing, nothing. At advertisement, hakuna. It's empty. <laughs> that is where we are. And what do you do? You just me a loyal, a loyal. Every time I'm a loyal, uh, I'm loyal to my outlook. So I always go and open because maybe even if, I'm telling you, it's so bad. You see, spam has one. You open spam. You're like, maybe it's a client who sent an email. If I end up with spam mail. Then you go and find it's an advertisement. That's how bad it is. Tunazitafuta iso quotations, those requests up, up, up until the spam email. That's how bad it is. But yes, we survived. Um, so I had to make changes. For me, I could not continue like that. We've done some jobs during this COVID time, but I had to make very drastic changes. Number one, I removed the 30-day pay- payment period because there's no cash flow. Some payments are held organizations are holding some of our payments and number two uh, no one is asking me for any jobs i'm just looking at my email dry like the sahara and i'm like this no one is asking me for anything you know and the few jobs that i'm getting i cannot afford for that person to tell me they're also going to pay me after 30 days so i remove that 30 day period so if i do a job for you you pay me cash on delivery or check on delivery and I usually pray every time. If it's check, please God let it not bounce. Because I've already delivered the work. Yeah. But yeah, that's and I know some people might ask why then if it's check, just deposit the check and then once the check is ready, deliver the work. With printing and branding, also clients are they've also gone through challenges with suppliers. Sometimes someone says they're delivering for you something. You pay them and that person disappears with the money and never delivers the item. So also for institutions, they like seeing that this is the item you said you're going to deliver. They look at it, they're like, oh, it's good quality. You branded it well because they can pay you and you just branded your own things. And that time you check check in Mishaiva. So no, they don't do that. So they also on their end, and I do understand, they also have to look at the work, ensure it's good quality. And they're like, okay, now take your check, go and pay. So luckily, I've not had any issues, but I now require payment on delivery. Uh, number two, my focus has been to reduce costs, completely reduce costs. Because honestly, I sat down during this quarantine and I was assessing my, the expenses and I'm just like, hey, 
I'll have to close my office. Actually, I made the decision to close my office the, this month. First, first July, I was just like, you know what? I cannot continue holding this office. Because as much as the quarantine was raised, there's no work. I'm still looking at my email. Sahara Desert, I'm just like, nothing. So, and I'm calling my clients who I'm always in constant communication with. I call them, I communicate with them. And they're also like, we've not opened. We're still home. Oh my God, my neighbor is now knocking, surely. Anyway, yeah, please excuse the noise. Oh my God. And so there's no, there's nothing, like there's no email at all. And yes, the quarantine has been removed, but some people are still working from home. Yeah. And then the thing is, because I'm in the printing and branding industry, the priority is not being given to producing marketing materials. Most people are, things they are printing right now are COVID related things. It's that either 1.5 meter thing for maintaining distance. It's like no one is marketing their business. People have even moved their marketing to online because they're seeing many people are spending their time on their phones, on social media. So many people have also started marketing, putting adverts on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all those things to target the clients. So priority is also not being given to like physically print like physical things like flyers, brochures, roller, banner, stuff like that. Yes. Like what I'm saying that they are being printed. I'm not saying they're not being printed. They are, but it's drastically reduced. Yeah. The demand we were getting before and now it's like heaven and earth. It's different. And um, I stopped paying also. Oh, so I made the executive decision to close the office. We had to sell off some of our stuff. Actually, last week and this week, that's what we've been doing. We've been going to the office, selling some things. Luckily, most of the things have gone. And I've talked to my building. They have agreed that I can leave. And I am so grateful that now I, ha I can now close my office by the end of the month. And then, so no rent. So I can save on costs. Number two, Zuko. I stopped paying Zuko internet immediately. Like we started, we the announcement was made. We were told to go home. The month of April, I didn't pay. But Zuko called me. They're like, hi, we've noticed you've not made a payment. I was like, because I'm home. We are working from home. So I cannot pay for internet in the office. And no one is in the office. And they were like, oh, yeah, okay, okay. No, we understand. <laughs> I just thought it was funny that they called me to ask me why i'm not paid for internet and that time is when the height of quarantine had reached and everyone was under quarantine like the height of co like we were at the peak of covid and everyone was scared and everyone was home you know i just thought it was funny anyway that's just me but it's good to ask i was not rude to them i just told them i'm sorry i've closed the office indefinitely so i i'm not paying for the office internet the other thing is uh, I, I cut on my transport to and from the office so that transport I save on it and letting go of stuff. It's, it's, I see it's being done everywhere. We also had to do the same, let go of people because then if you're not making money, how are you supporting the people who work for you? It's a very painful, it's a painful, it's a very painful decision because if you have very good people who work for you, it's very hard to let them go because you also know when they go, there's nothing else. Like there is, where are they going to help themselves? They also don't have, like, somewhere. They were relying on you. But everything is hard. Like, right now, I also also tell my employees, everything is hard. Like, I had to tell one of them to go back home, to now, instead of staying at our own place, just go to our parents to save money. Because then, 
there's no money no money is being made at all at all yeah so those are some of the changes i personally made and some of the effects i felt for of covid-19 on my business and has it been easy it's not been easy but one thing i am very grateful for that there are clients who still supplied us ask for requests like i get a job a month that's how bad it is one job a full month to be able to help me like pay my house rent and maybe buy a couple of things to hold me till the next month and i pray i also pray the next month that i get a job from a client that's how bad it is and this is when you're moving from when you used to do uh, in a week you have jobs that you're doing you always, you, you always have like requests from clients you want please quote for this please quote for this to now your email is just dry 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 nothing no email nothing people are not asking you for anything they don't even need anything from you that's <laughs> that's how bad it is but this is a two part this is a two part nani um episode cuz i wanted to record all of it full but i realized i've tried it i started recording in the morning but i realized the episode was so long so i'll break it in half i'm going to first share my experience and then in the next episode i'm going to share the businesses that i spoke to like what their experiences were i sent them dms they responded to me and i'm going to read out what they told me and some of the challenges they have been facing there are some negative and there's a positive story and i am so excited for you to hear what they had to say and some of the tips and some of the things that they've said so i was just saying that in case you're in case you're wondering um so back to me so i had to make a lot of changes to be very honest i had to sit down as of end of june i had to sit down and reevaluate and look at my business and be like what can i remove what can i do to be able to stay afloat and everyone i've been talking to they're like cecilia what you need to do is try and stay afloat and you have to try and stay afloat we are not going to let covid defeat us we are going to do our best to stay afloat as a small business and yeah that's what we are doing and one of the things i also did is reevaluate like the expenses see that if here i spend a lot of money on this i need to remove this and also during this covid this quarantine is when i started this podcast actually and i was like maybe this is be a good time for me to talk about small businesses my passion for small businesses talk about my experience it's not a lot but my few years experience can teach you one thing or another to help you make a better a better decision here or there so if you know anyone who's planning to get into business who is a small business owner direct them here we are hosted on anchor and my podcast is called my basic life yes um so back to covid-19 uh what else do i want to say yes then during this covid like let me tell you being a small business owner sometimes can just be challenging like so when during this quarantine my quickbooks stopped working and i was just like surely so that means in addition to me not receiving any emails the one few emails that i get if someone does send me an email it becomes a whole challenge to do a quotation because my quickbooks asked me for an update or oh, we are having an update what 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 i updated my quickbooks then all of a sudden like after a few weeks like let's say a week or two quickbooks just stopped like ever try turning it on it just stopped and it would dump files on my c like it dumps files until my c drive is full So then I have to go to the temporary files, delete them to be able to even open QuickBooks. 
And I was just like, now who needs all these problems? So the few people even asking me for the quotation, it's taking me like a long time to, to be able to even do that quotation. And actually, I felt really bad. And next time, I'm actually, once I put, once I'm able to sort this, I'm never going to update anything in regards to this QuickBooks. It rather just stay the, the way it is. I don't know if anyone else has experienced this before. But I was reading online and someone was saying when they ask you for the app, when they ask you to do that update, it's their way of forcing you to upgrade your QuickBooks. And I was just like, that is so wrong, you know, because as a small business, I don't even have that money to buy that new QuickBooks. I just want the old QuickBooks that the way it works, you know, and right now you're thinking that your QuickBooks is not working and you're, you're forced to look for money to be able to upgrade your QuickBooks. I just found that so annoying, you know, I just, I just felt so bad, you know, and those are some of the challenges we sometimes face and what to do. You just look for a way around it. So for me, what I do these days, when I turn on my QuickBooks, something that used to take one second to turn on, it takes like 20 minutes. So I turn it on. I wait for it to dump files, dump files, dump files in my seal drive. Once it's done and QuickBooks is open, I go to my temporary files delete all those temporary files then go to my quickbooks i do the quotation print send i, I do a quotation i even ensure i do the invoice because i don't want to do that process again yeah that is how we are that's how small businesses that's how we are surviving you just figure a solution around a problem yeah but yes we are grateful and yeah i hope you can learn something from my story and from you can be able to at least hear first-hand experience of how COVID has affected our business, and to give you a perspective, if you're thinking about in, going into <laughs> into self-employment, do not be afraid. That's what I always tell people: don't be afraid. Challenges are there to teach you because I have learned a lot. I've learned so much that I would not have learned if I was employed in someone's office. I have learned so much, and this pandemic has also taught me so much about my business, and so much about myself. So much about the clients that I have, yeah? Because one thing I have noticed is that communication is key. That's the thing that has kept me also afloat during this time. I always communicate with my landlord. Immediately, the COVID announcement was done. I spoke to my building. When I say landlord, I'm in reference to my building landlord, where my office is. And I spoke to them and I told them, like, things are hard. I remember even when we wrote the demand letter to this client who had delayed our payment, I took a copy of the demand letter and took to their office and told them, you see, this is why I'm not pay I've not paid you. I've asked these people to pay me. They have not paid me. And I'm actually, here is proof that they have not paid me. So be in constant communication. I was in constant communication with my building manager, kept them afloat. Even when they send me emails, I call them. Even when they send me the demand letter, they, 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 are, they are required to send like rent demand email I would call them and tell them, like, I have seen your email, but you just know I don't have the money to pay right now. And they'll be like, we understand that is just what we are required to do to send this out to all our tenants. And I'm like, okay, fine. So communication really helped. I'm also in communication with my clients. I talk to them. I check up on them. I see how they are. Because this client has been giving you, giving you work for years, probably. You are at home right now. You're not getting any work from them. I understand. But have you checked whether your client is okay? Because just because COVID has happened doesn't mean that this person is does not exist. They do exist. And for me, I'm like, if they've given you 
work. My question is, okay, let me rephrase it. So for me, I always say, build a relationship with your customers. Let them not, not just be people you get jobs from. Let them be more than that. Let them be people you talk to, check up on. For me, I've checked up on my clients. So I know even when COVID re- is, let's say their solution is found around it and people are able to resume to work, my clients will not forget me because we'll be, we've been home for four months. Maybe even when you call your client, is like, who is this? They don't even know who you are. Yeah, because you've never even checked up on them. And now when things resume, you call them, you're like, hi, I was just checking whether you have any printing and branding jobs. They're like, who is this? You've never checked up on them for all those months. Yeah, so check up on your client. If you're a small business owner, check up on your clients. Just see if they're fine, if they're fine, if they're okay, if their families are okay. And they'll remember you. I always feel those that kind of communication is key, is important, is what sometimes sustains a small business. And I have been able to float float during this period because I've been communicating. I am hoping that things hopefully are able to, I can't say back go back to normal because I don't think they'll ever go back to normal. But if you are able to find a solution back to working and things, we, we find a way around it. I hope that my clients will still be there and they'll always remember me and they'll always know that I'm there because I checked up on them, I followed up on them, I have maintained a good relationship with my building, I have left in very good terms and I know even when things I'm able to pick up, I can be able to go back to the same people and like I'm looking for an office. But if you're one of those people who you decided you're not talking to your building manager, you go, you leave your things there, the time things go back to normal and you need an office, you can't go back there, they won't allow to, they won't give you an office because they know the kind of person you are so communicate communicate with your suppliers communicate with your customers communicate with everyone ensure that they are aware and that they know that you care about them being a small business is a lot of humanity goes into it it's not just about money it's about showing concern and not just concern but genuine concern and care for the people who have given you work for years for the people who supply to you your border guy, have you checked up on him? Maybe you've not given him work for I don't know how long, but have you checked up on him whether he's fine? Check up on him. Say, what's up? I was just wondering if you're okay, if you're fine. You know, because when things resume, maybe you won't have money to pay them and you'll need to tell them like, hey, let me send you here for a couple of weeks for, for then I'll pay you later. And they'll be able to understand. Yeah. So I feel like I've been blabbing, but anyway. I hope you guys are okay. I hope that you have learned something from my experience. So look forward to the next episode. It will be purely about the small businesses that I talked to and what their feedback was on the effects of COVID-19. And thank you. And I hope to see you guys next week. Keep safe. Please, please put on your face mask. Bye.